Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Here's your host, founder of America's largest business coaching company, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you. Welcome to It's a Good Life. Today, we're going to continue our series, What I Learned From. And today, it's going to be what I learned from the great Ogmandino. You know, I spoke at a fabulous conference here not so long ago, and there were 3,000 people in attendance. They paid, on average, over $5,000 a piece to be there. So a hungry audience, a well-informed audience, people who are all small business owners looking to grow their business. And I asked the question, in passing, how many of them had read The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogmandino? And I will candidly tell you, I, I, it's very rare that I'm shocked on stage. I, I'd say it was less than 20 people out of the 3,000. 3,000 growth-minded, success-minded, hungry-to-grow small business owners who are willing to invest quite a bit in themselves to learn. Again, I've been talking about Augmentino for so long because I always share the lessons I got from my mentors and who my mentors were. So I'm going to talk today as if you don't know who Augmentino is. If you've been listening to me for years and years, you do know. And I'm going to give you a little different take and a little different insight as I condense a a lifetime of learning. Og's written 19 books, and I've read all of them. A book like The Greatest Salesman in the World, I've read probably 15 times. A Better Way to Live, I've read half a dozen times. The Greatest Miracle in the World, half a dozen times. The Christ Commission, you name it. He's so many great books. But this is a world we live in today is about tips and techniques. It's about hacks. It's about how to get a result and maybe cheat the system or bypass the system or the shortcut to success. Because that's the world we live in. Is there a technology for that? Is there AI for that? And the dynamic of what I grew up on, and I talk about growing up as a man, was the content from basically the 1930s through the 1980s That 50-year window, which, by the way, was tracked to be predominantly the fastest and the strongest growth in U.S. history, per capita, GDP, all of those things. The fact of the matter is you can actually track the progress of America and its explosive growth to that 50-year period of time. And that 50-year period of time, the teachings and the content was about character development, how you grow yourself then the techniques and the skill sets that you acquire on top of that character development produce great performance, produce great results. And today, everything's very expedient and it's very much about, I want the result. And is there an app for that? And what I'm going to share with you is that which is quickly built is quickly torn down. Fabulous character can weather tremendous storms. Fabulous character can handle the stress and the strain and the pressures and the difficulties and the setbacks and the anxieties of what life has to offer. Techniques don't. They fall apart. They crumble. And so do people. And so I'm going to spend some time today talking about the great Ogmandino and what I learned from him. And if you don't know Og, I'll tell you a little of his story. Og was born in 1923 in a little town called Natick in Massachusetts, a great part of the world. I've done events there and real thick accents uh, very much reminds me of home. And he grew up in that environment. His mom was a big influence in his life, though kind of the way my mom is a big influence in mine. And she always told him, you're going to be a great writer one day. You're just going to be a great writer one day. And 
That's what he bought into. And he was president of the school newspaper. He did all kinds of writing when he was a kid. In fact, he was going into the University of Missouri in 1940 to their journalism school when his mom had a massive heart attack and died. And that kind of changed his plans, spiraled him into a little bit of a depression. He ended up joining the Army Air Corps during World War II, actually flew 30 bomber missions in a B-24, flew with the great actor Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart was a pilot also. And what we didn't know about the greatest generation is the stress and the anxiety they dealt with. A lot of times they didn't know how to handle it. We didn't know what PTSD was. And so Og became a drinker. And he ended up, he got married, he had a kid, but his alcoholism continued to grow. And eventually his wife left him and took their child. And so his life's kind of spiraling out of control to the point that Christmas Eve, he's looking in a pawn shop window in Cleveland on a rainy night, it's pouring rain. And basically, you know, it's like a scene from a movie. He pulls out the last 10 bucks to his name and he looks in the window and it's 10 bucks for a gun. And he was going to go back to his motel was where he was living and he's going to kill himself. Down the, the street, he could hear like this angelic sound and it was a choir practicing the hallelujah chorus for a cantata they were doing that night, Christmas Eve. And he just sat in the back of the church while they sang these angelic songs. And as he's sitting there and he's kind of just breaking down, like a scene from It's a Wonderful Life, when George Bailey comes to the end of himself, Og kind of comes to the end of himself and cries out to God and just asks for help. And one of the things that came to his mind was the words of his mother, you're going to be a great writer one day. And for anyone who's ever in that spot or you're really at the end of yourself, I just encourage you to always know that there can be light, there can be a better day ahead. And Og's remembrance of his mom's words, that you could be a great writer, you will be a great writer, it kind of snapped him back. So he kind of regrouped and he went back to his hometown then started working in insurance sales in Concord, New Hampshire. Went to his local library and started reading all these books and all these success books and found a book from Clement Stone called Success Through Positive Mental Attitude. And Clement Stone owned a big insurance company. So Og reached out to Clement Stone, said, I read your book, I'm a big fan, I'm an insurance salesman myself. And Clement said, well, come work for me. And this is a very important lesson for anybody who wants to grow themselves and progress. Og didn't go, oh, I want to be a writer like you, Clement. I want to be, you know, do what my mom taught me to do. He was asked to become an insurance salesman. So what he decided to do was be the best insurance salesman he could be. And he was the number one salesman in the company for Clement Stone. Clement then asked him to write a little booklet on how he sold so he could train the other people all around the country uh, who were working in Clement Stone's insurance company. So he wrote this pamphlet booklet, and that was the first thing he really published. And Clement Stone said, man, that's really good. And a personal growth and development guy himself, as a business owner, Clement Stone later started Success Magazine and Success Unlimited, I think it was called at the time. And eventually, Ogmandino became the editor of Success Unlimited. And while he was there as the editor, he wrote his first book, The Greatest Salesman in the World. Now, people say, oh, well, I'm not a salesman. I'm not going to read that book. I mean, I was watching Rory McIlroy being interviewed on TV here recently, and he was saying, what's inspiring you? So I'm reading Ogmandino's The Greatest Salesman in the World. Ogmandino, for 20 people out of an audience of 3,000 to know who he is, is an indictment on where we are today. Og sold over 50 million copies of his books without social media, without going on big publicity tours. He was a great public speaker, and he would do these conferences, and he would speak, 
and uh, he would sell his books at the conferences. A brilliant guy. His core philosophy, basically, if I was to boil down 19 books and everything I know, was that, number one, everyone is a miracle, that every human being is a miracle. And I think he came to that realization when he almost gave up on his own life. But that he realized that everybody's unique and everybody is a miracle. You know, when was the last time you said that to yourself, that you're a miracle? And you are. We're all miracles. How we got to be conceived in itself is a miracle. And then that there are a clear set of ancient principles that lead to success when people follow them. Og was convinced of that. He researched and read. He read from the ancient principles and the scriptures to the ancient philosophies to biographies. He studied success. And it became very evident to him, as it is very evident to me, that when people say, oh, it's a secret, there are no secrets. It's actually screaming out. It's people have not only said what they've done, they've shared how they've done it. There are no secrets to success. It's a clear set of principles, not tactics and techniques, because tactics and techniques have to change. When we go into an AI-induced world here, your techniques are going to have to change. When social media came along, techniques had to change. Advertising had to change. Promotion and marketing has to change. But the principles don't change. And so that's what Og was all about. And he wrote really clever fables and stories, really entertaining books that made you lock in and embrace those principles. So I'm going to share three of my favorites today. I could do 10 of these on Ogmandino or all the rest of these people. First, that life is a game. Life is a game. That was one of his key principles. The second thing was to embrace failure. And the third is that no man or woman is an island. No man or woman is an island. So life is a game. And when I first thought about that, I've been kind of a, I mean, I like to laugh and have a good time. And people know me as a guy that can crack people up on stage and whatever else. But I've always been a kind of a serious, determined type of fella. And even when I play games, I'm probably a serious, maybe too determined a fella. But he said, life is a game in this context, that there's a set of rules. You got to know the rules for success. And when you follow the rules, you win. There's rules, right? There's, there's laws. There's laws of the harvest. Uh, there's laws of gravity. There's certain laws of the universe. And when you follow those laws, you win. When you don't follow those laws, you struggle, strive, and lose. And so his first thing is, if you understand it's a game, okay, what are the rules of the game and how do I win? The second thing I'll go talk about when life is a game is that most people are spectators. Most people are spectators in the game. And you know, today, it's interesting to see the amount of money being spent and invested into sports and sports franchises. Any type of sports franchise is escalating enormously. If you look at, for example, many of the Arab nations are currently divesting themselves from the oil business and investing money into sports. And they're buying football teams and trying to do deals at the PGA and all the different sports teams around. They're paying soccer players hundreds of millions of dollars because they understand that games and sports is the number one distraction for people. And most people, their life is a distraction. And just like they're a spectator with the sport, and what happens is we sit in the stands and we observe the players, we criticize the players, we cheer for our team, we boo the opposition, and we kind of check out to being a spectator. Well, that's what's happening to so many people. That's one of the reasons why reality TV took off so extraordinarily is because it allows people to be spectators. You watch some screwed up family on, on reality TV and you go, oh, maybe my family's not as screwed up or, or you get to kind of 
live vicariously through those people if they're being hugely successful. Social media then came along and we got the curated view of what people want to see and what they want you to see. And what does it do? Make people spectators. It makes young people spectators. Oh, I could never compete with that person, that influencer, that, how pretty she is and what she wears or what that guy does or what athletic feats that person does. So what happens is life is a game. We got to know the rules, Og said, and then we got to stop being spectators. We got to get in the game. And that was the third thing he would talk about is that the pros are on the field. They're on the field and they're in the field. And that's the key. You know, you get in the game, get in the game, get in the struggle, get in the fight. If you own a business, you're in the fight. If you own a business today, it's a challenge, no matter what. You have economic issues, interest rate issues, you have your own self, you got the market, you got the customers, you got to get in the game. And so the pros are on the field and the pros get paid to play, okay, and get paid properly. And the spectators get to watch them. And so to me, one of the reasons you know you're a player is when you start taking criticism. One of the reasons you know you're a player is that when everybody has an opinion on how you should do it. You know, I myself, I'm very much in the game. And it's amazing how much feedback I get on, well, you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to do this. And a lot of times that advice is from people who are not in the game themselves. And so we got to get in the game. So you got to know the rules. Stop being a spectator. The pros are on the field and in the game. And you got to ask yourself, what is the game you're in? What, what does winning look like for you, for your family, for your business, for your finances, for your health, for your spiritual life, for your relationships? What, is, what does winning look like? And play that game. The second thing that Og would always talk about was embrace failure. He talked about Dorothea Brand as one of the people who was a huge influence on him. And I think it helped him. She also had struggled with alcohol and came back to become a prolific writer. So he would talk about learn from failure, learn from failure. Zig Ziglar, another one of my what I learned from characters used to say, failure is an event. It's not a person. You know, don't find your identity in it. And so how can we learn from it? You know, the good golfers, they learn from their mistakes. They try not to hit two bad shots in a row. One of my favorite quotes from Og says that failure will never overtake me if my determination to succeed is strong enough. He would always say, you got to learn from it. One of the ways to do that was to reflect. And just a simple little thing, and I have a little book I keep in my backpack with me as I go to work every day, and it's what went well, what didn't go so well, what can I learn from that? And here's the key. Tremendous success, tremendous transformation happens one little day at a time. The brilliant dynamics of AA and the genius behind the methodology there. And talk about guys that are taking a lot of criticism from both secular and religious quarters. But they've delivered so many people from the clutches of alcoholism and drug abuse. And it's one day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time is how you overcome addiction. But I I would also say to you that one day at a time, reflecting on the day, what went well, what didn't go so well, what can I learn from that, is actually how you get better. One day at a time. And one day at a time, over time, produces transformational change. Significant change. It's just you got to be patient and persistent. You know, most mornings uh, I wake up early and I go out. My daughter starts her lessons with her Olympic coach at 6.45 in the mornings. And what a privilege it is for me to go in my backyard and watch a young lady pursuing her dream to make the Olympic team. And every day, and I watch it. And some days, you know, it's like, my goodness, uh, this is never going to happen. I've heard her say, I'm never going to get it. And then little bit by little bit by little bit, 
little bit by little bit. And the next thing you know, it's, you eventually can put it all together like she did this year at the World Championships. Hogg used to say, I will pause whenever I'm feeling sorry for myself today. And remember that this is the only day I have and must play it to the fullest. So that kind of brings it all back to that this is a game. We want to learn from our failure. We want to reflect on the day. And then if things go sideways, you get back in the game. You know, Og used to tell the story of the cat that jumped up on a hot stove. And he said, well, he never jumped up on a hot stove again. But he said he never jumped up on a cold stove again either. He never jumped at all. And so the thing is, we've all jumped on a hot stove. We've all made mistakes, said things we wished we hadn't said, done things we wish we hadn't done, tried things that didn't work out. And then the key is, how do you learn? How do you grow? And how do you get back in the game? And that's how you win in the game. Failure is nature's plan to prepare you for great responsibilities, was Og's quote. And one of the things I'm going to do for you is I'm going to share with you a resource we put together a couple of years ago. In fact, a number of years ago, I believe it was. David, it might be seven or eight years ago, I think, that we put together the 10 ancient scrolls for success. And it was in the original series of the Brian Buffini show, and we made it available as a download. And it was our most successful download ever. And I want to read this to you because this is really from the greatest salesman in the world. And this is a printout that I have that I keep. I actually keep this on my bathroom mirror. And I look at it every single day. And I have done for years and years and years. And so we have this as a resource for you on the itsagoodlife.com website. And just go in there where it says resources. And you'll see the 10 ancient scrolls for success. And get yourself, like what I do is I have it in this nice kind of parchment paper, little hardier stock. And then I just scotch tape it to the mirror in my bathroom. Might not look beautiful. The designer comes through and rolls her eyes when she sees it. But the fact of the matter is this keeps me going. So I'm going to read to you what I read to myself every morning. Today, I begin a new life. I will greet this day with love in my heart. I will persist until I succeed. I am nature's greatest miracle. I will live this day as if it was my last. Today, I will be the master of my emotions. I will laugh at the world. Today I will multiply my value a hundredfold. I will act now. I will pray for guidance. I read that every day. I typically read it when I'm brushing my teeth and shaving in the morning. And uh, you know what? It's powerful. It's a resource. It's there for you. And it's kind of a condensed version of the greatest salesman in the world into 10 simple principles for you. And then go get the resource. And I think you'll like it. The third major point I have is that no man is an island. When we talk about this, Og talked about the fact that his first idea on this is it's hard to receive. It's hard to receive for all of us. You know, a lot of times when you feel like you need advice or you need to get help or I need coaching, oh, there must be something wrong with me. I must be weak, right? John Wayne in the movies never had a coach. Well, guess what? Off camera, John Wayne had a lot of coaches. He had a financial coach. He had a speech coach. He had an act coach. He had a movement coach. But in the movies, he never did. And we think we're not supposed to as well. In fact, I find this especially with men. Women are certainly more open to getting help. Men, we think we're supposed to be born, coming out of the womb with all the answers, all the insights, all the leadership perspectives, not make any mistakes. And that is not true. That is not true. And I certainly am here today. I share the insights I got from Augmentino and Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and Lou Tice and Lou Holtz and all of these great mentors. And then the coaches that I have today and throughout my life and the people who help me to this day. No man or woman is an island. It is hard to receive. You know, my mother, you know, is my hero and always finishes our podcast. She would always say, just once I'd love to have something handed to me. Just I'd love to have a dinner handed to me. 
And you know, for 65 years, she never could have a dinner handed to her because she was used to providing it herself. It's interesting. She's in this fabulous place in Dublin today and they have superb care and superb help. And my mom is kind of a rejuvenated person in this care home. And she's painting and doing bingo and lessons and learning other languages. And and now she's very good at receiving. And she said to me the other day, I just went to see her. She goes, it took me an awful long time to learn how to say thank you. Not that she was never full of gratitude. Of course she was, but that she would actually receive things from people. And now she receives breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She receives help. And she's really kind of in the twilight of her life, enjoying her life in a way I haven't seen in a long time because she's learned how to receive. And so that's great when we realize it's not all on us. We don't have to be an island. Another thing that Og would talk about is that success cannot be achieved alone. You know, we all know the Darth Vader principle in Star Wars. You know, I'll take him myself. No, we we all need a bit of help. We do. There is no such thing as a self-made millionaire. I've never met one. I didn't become one. I became a millionaire. So how in the heck would I know anything about being a millionaire? I grew up in a tiny little house on the south side of Dublin, and my father's a house painter, and his father was a house painter, and his father was a house painter, and his father was a house painter. And I grew up in an environment at the time, not so much today, but it used to be the carnal sin in Ireland was success. They could forgive you any sin at all, but they would begrudge you success. So how in the heck would I know anything about success? It was something to be feared, something to be avoided, something to be envied. And so I became a student and I got the help I needed. Ogmendino would say there was three key words to unlock success. I need help. And when you do that and when you say that and you get the help, it's amazing what happens. It's amazing what happens. You know, it's amazing for me. I'm running a coaching company, the most successful of its kind in the world. And we help people increase their revenues and change their business and reach their goals. But somebody has to say, I need a coach. I need help. And once they do, that's why people stay with us for years and years and years is that they realize they get help and they're not, they're not being enabled. They're being empowered. That's what it's about. And so that's why I always encourage people, you know, do you have a business coach? Do you have a personal trainer? Get the help you need. We all need the help. I talked about life as a game. Embrace failure and that no man or woman is an island. Another dynamic I'll give you is another handout we created, and it's a download for you again on itsagoodlife.com, is Og spent his life studying rich people, and he came up with the vows of the rich. And uh, we put this together again in a little resource. It says, never again will I pity or belittle myself. Never again will I greet the dawn without a map. Never again will I be disagreeable to a living soul. Always will I seek the seed of triumph in every adversity. Never again will I perform any task less than my best. Always will I throw my whole self in the task at hand. Never again will I wait in hope for opportunity to embrace me. Always will I examine each night my deeds of the fading day. What infirmity have I mastered today? What passion opposed? What temptation resisted? What virtue required? And always will I maintain contact through prayer with my Creator. That's a summation of everything we're talking about. That's his reflection. That's his commitments. And that's also his faith come alive. That's another great resource for you there. Go download them. I'm going to give you one personal insight. You know, I've shared in this series about personal relationships I have with all of these characters that were mentors of mine. My story with Ogmandino is a cautionary tale. And that's this. Ogmandino died in 1996. He came to San Diego 
to do a seminar. I think it was in 93 or 94. And I had a chance to see him in person. And it was like, I said, ah, I'll catch him next time. And it turned out there was no next time. He got sick. And then he stopped doing public appearances. And then he passed away. Now, the beautiful thing is, I've worn out the YouTube clips online. There's one YouTube clip online, I think it's got about 80,000 views, which is kind of shocking because a skateboarding mouse can have 150 million views, but Ogmandino, who could change your life, has 80,000. I'd say I have half of those views. But I didn't go to Og when I had a chance to. One of the biggest lessons I got from Ogmandino was actually what not to do. And that is, from that point on, when I heard that Og passed away, it was like a death in a family. It was like a father figure passing away. And I had a deep sense of regret. And I try not to live my life with any regrets. But I regretted not going when I had a chance to go. And so now, when in doubt, I go. When in doubt, I go. When there's an event on, oh, I'll catch it next year, go. There's a a conference to go with my wife. When in doubt, go. Ah, it's not really convenient, go. It's pretty pricey, go. I have too much going on, go. When in doubt, go. When in doubt, do. If you're in doubt, go get the coach. Go do it. If it's a chance to go to an event, you know that would bless you, go do it. Go to it. If it's a book that you bought and you haven't read, do it now. And you'll never regret the doing. You'll only ever regret the not doing. And that's probably the final, last big message that I learned from Og that he never intended to teach me. He was a brilliant man. He lived a great life. He wasn't perfect like all people. Uh, He had his challenges. He wasn't the greatest business guy of all time. But he did write books that change people's lives. And I'm one of those people whose life has been changed. So I hope this has been a blessing to you today. If you're new to Ogmandino, I hope you get the taste for it. I hope you buy his books. I hope you watch his YouTube videos. I hope you download the resources we've given you. I hope you get hooked on Ogmandino because he's a character-based guy. Principles don't change. Tactics do. And the principles I learned from Ogmandino have and continue to change my life. I hope this has been a blessing to you guys today. I'll throw it over to Mr. David Lally, who's had a front row to Ogmandino all these years. No doubt, Brian. Thank you so much. I love personally hearing your learnings from all of these characters, these mentors that I've heard through you for years now. And hopefully you guys are enjoying it too. Thanks to our listeners. Rick B says, simply the best. You owe it to yourself to listen to Brian's podcast weekly. It's inspiring, thought-provoking, and sometimes just a good kick in the butt. (laughs) He is that, Rick. Appreciate the kind words. Drop us a line on the app. Tell us what kind of content you'd love to hear, and we'll see you next time. Do remember, head to itsagoodlife.com slash BP, and that'll get you a spot on that Real Estate Market Predictions broadcast in December. Here's Therese. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. Thank you.